You are listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. And you're listening to the world's largest, longest-running showcase of modern audio drama. Jack is still AWOL. But last week I uh, had a gander through his leather-bound journal and discovered some disturbing news. I'd like to tell you all about it, but with another tight intro, there's no time. Perhaps I can give you a hint as we present Counterbalance, a high-fantasy audio drama podcast. Casey Rilinicki brings us a tale of patching a hole in reality with a magical weave. We weave episodes one to three with Windshell, Broken Soul, and Ascending Identity. Our trilogy opener begins right here on the Sonic Society. We'll kill you, you filthy whoa, little... Whoa, whoa, come down! Right, fellow duster. Hey, come on, stop it. Down, boys and girls, or you're not getting any trees. Step aside, Lynn. Not if you're gonna hurt my mana, puppy. It's Malaki. Didn't you see what you did to those spirits? <laughs> Pesquivere. They got what they deserve. I swear by Lyura, if I find a way to permanently remove no. both your earthworks, I will... Not touching his ankles! <laughs> ah, crap. Um, what was... Mikasa? Uh, hmm. What's going on? Yeah. What was that? My bad. Uh, don't... You don't need to transcribe that one. Too late. Huh. You're quick. Uh, oh. Um. Mikasa? What was. Anyway, apparently I neglected to sort this one out. I keep the useless ones in this box, so if you ever come across one, just put it in here. How do I know which ones you consider useless? Ah. Those that have no value for the documentation of Rocco's work as a patcher or the development oh. of the windshell are useless. Alright. Fun sometimes, but useless. Sure. I think. Yes. This one should be the first one. Oh. I think I already recorded the references at the end of it. <laughs> All right. Let's see. <laughs> Counterbalance. Episode 1. Windshell. Ooh, great. It works. support arrived last night. Where is it? In the southwest, near Wibberlin, mm-hmm. at the foot of Mount Skunder, if you know I've, the area. I've heard of the Skunder, but I've never been there. Ah. Do we know anything about how wide it spreads uh, yet? Only a rough estimate. Oh. You know how it is with eyewitnesses for things mm-hmm. no one can see. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think there's a map here. Hmm. Uh, really? Oh, uh, yes, Akasa Rathiova? Uh, do us a favor oh. and fetch Raka a copy of the maps of the Skunder and surrounding areas. Already done. Ah, here. Hmm, how forthcoming <clears throat> of you. Now, let's see. Uh, ah, yes. See, Raka, mm-hmm. that messenger said he was from about here, yeah. on the uh, east side of the Skunder. Uh, okay. We can assume this as one uh, corner. corner. There were reports of refugees coming from further uphill uh-huh. who appear to have had contact with spirits, though nothing is confirmed yet. Mm-hmm. We're probably safe to assume uh-huh. the tangle weave spreads from here to the peak. From there to the... What distance is that? Mm. This map doesn't have a scale. <coughs> it could be... Excuse me, a casa a What, Ariel? Sorry. This is a serious briefing. Yes. And this map doesn't have a scale. Get us one that does. There was another message that came in just a few moments ago. Akasar Lata Does it have to... anything to do with this tangle weave? It, it does. The message comes from the west of the mountain. 
Well, what does it say? There, there have been more reports that indicate the tangle weave stretches out in the west as well. Across both sides of the mountain. What distances are we talking about? I tried to find a map with scale, but there weren't any, so I cross-referenced what we knew with journals. And How far are we? I couldn't exactly tell the distance from the reports alone. One journal indicates that it took roughly 35 to 40 days on foot what? to cross the Skunder from one to the other side. That's not good. A tango weave that large could potentially disrupt the magic balance in the whole south. Or oh, the whole of Zaya, if we're unlucky. I have to leave tonight. Ask the stables for the quickest crepu they can give you. Tell them the tango weave on the Skunder is of utmost urgency. Excuse my interference, Akasar. What? Um, even with the quickest Kriku, it will take her two to three days to reach the schooner from here. If she didn't stop to rest, as far as we know, the tangle we've occurred a bit over a week ago. Wouldn't this justify the use of the water gates? There is one on a reel in the water connects... Water gates. Oh, not this again. Those are exactly the reason tangle weaves happened in the first Akasar, place. I'm sure Raka knows how to get through a water gate without disrupting the that magic That is balance. not my point, Auril. Of course you wouldn't understand. You're an Almerian. Uh, Akasar. The fact that some scrawny water mage thought of creating those and then decided to monetize their use I, is simply... I know. And it's the other people that use them that cause disruptions. Of course Raka wouldn't. You know my standpoint on this matter already. I, I know, but with this larger tangle we have the entire south, including Karun, is in danger of being affected. The use of a water gate would be justified. Oh, take a water gate if you must, Raka. But okay. if you do, make sure I won't hear of it. Mm. Just take care of the issue as soon as possible. I will. Now, excuse me. I will make sure that you will receive provisions uh, for your travels. Okay. Mm. All right. Pen, journal, uh, the map, the map, yes. Um, wait, can you give me the map? Yes, um, here. Well, I do see your point, but this seems urgent. It was good of you to suggest it, but you know her standpoint on newer technologies. <sighs> All too well. Okay, I, I think I got everything. Uh, Are you coming with me? To the Skunder? <laughs> I'm a Desarius, Raka. We live in the desert. I'd freeze to death before we even made Not your first... Not to the Skunder, you Stop. idiot. To the stables. Oh. Yes. Of course. Uh, right. Let's go. Yes. Mm. I wanted to speak to you anyway. I have a small favor to ask. Uh, of course. Mm. I should have known. Another one of your inventions? Well, sort of. Hey, you. What, Here. What's this? A snail shell? Yes. With a sphere embedded, I assume? Yes. Is this a music shell? Something similar. A new project. Down here. Come on, pick up the pace. By the gods. I need longer legs. <laughs> you do. What does this thing do? It senses disturbances on the aether web. They activate it, causing it to give off a warning sound. Mm. By disturbances, do you mean spirits? Spirits, spoken runes, erratic tugging on the aether web. Mm. Anything that causes ripples in the weave will set it off. I see. Could you take it with you? Okay. I think it would be useful in your mission. And why do you think I need this? Well, the warning signal isn't its main mm. function. When you hear the sound, it starts to pick mm. up sounds around you. So, like a music show. Yes, but instead of recording music and storing the sounds, it will transfer the sounds to me. So you have a receptor that's connected to yes, this? Yes, exactly. And that one acts as the actual recording uh, shell. So it's a long-distance music shell. It's very simply put, but yes, you could call it that. Why do you want me to take this? Other than that warning sound, I don't see much use for it. Ah, 
I don't plan on singing anything record-worthy to spirits, uh, already. No, 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 Rocket dear. You have to see the bigger picture. This shell will not just record music. It'll pick up anything that happens around it. What you or the spirits say, how you speak with them, which runes you use to summon or bind them. You're the five bells of a... You're the most skilled patcher in Kane. Should hurry. If we record how you handle situations, other students can learn from you through these recordings. Really, Ariel. I think a patcher's work is way too complex to learn from uh, recordings. And besides, anything I know can be read up in the books that I learned from or the journals I write. New students even get to experience a simulated tango we first-hand in the practical courses. They don't need this. Of course, but we can't open a new hole into the Aetherweb every year. Of course not. Look, these windshells would be more like an upgrade to books and journals. They don't hide your trial and error, yet document anything you do in order to banish the spirits. I don't banish spirits, Aurel. Huh. I'm fixing the tango weave. Yeah. I'm trying to impress the gods, and I don't think banishing the maintenance mm. workers will particularly impress them. Look, these shells are just the test for now. The magistrate still has to approve of them. But in order to demonstrate my concept, I need some genuine material to convince them. Ideally recordings from a field test. So you're asking me to be your test subject? No, no, no. no. You'd be more like a pioneer. Semantics. It doesn't matter what you call it. It still amounts to the same thing. The show can also help out with keeping track of your travels. Verify your journal entries. Maybe even replace your journals altogether. You know I like to write those by hand. I don't even use those... Uh, th those pens that write spoken words on paper? You mean scribers? Uh, yes, those. Uh, see, you write journals after the fact, whether you write them by hand or with scribers. You note down events in the wrong order or forget things. I know how much you hate forgetting things, so this can help you keep track of real events as they happen. They help preserve the moment better than memories. My memory is great, Aurel. <laughs> what are you talking about? All right. Oh, I just saw. Oh, oh. Good evening, Akasa Aurel. Ah, good evening. Fehu. Good evening, Done with your studies yet? Evening class. Ah. Oh, come on, Aurel. I don't have a casaraka. Yosha, your feathers look good today. Um, oh. my my feathers? <laughs> yes. Thanks. Uh, um, Yosha, are you all right? Um, I got to go. <laughs> See you. Oh. What's wrong with her? <laughs> She's a little odd, isn't she? <laughs> Only when you're around. <laughs> come on, Aurel. Anyway, I promise you. Other than the warning signal, when it activates, it won't be much of a bother to you. You can just hang it around your neck and forget about it. Sure, and you can stalk me more efficiently with that leash around my neck. You could even listen in when I go to bed with people. Wouldn't that be utterly convenient oh, to you? Oh, come on, Raka. You know I haven't stalked you since we graduated. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, the shell contains a node to the windweb. And if anyone knows how to tether off a windweb, it's you. The gods know I do. And uh, these shells could actually get you one step closer to impressing the gods, you know? How so? Just imagine it. Not only will my invention be a milestone, but the first ever windshells will have recordings of your work. The greatest patcher of Kairun. Uh, Generations of future students will be able to learn from your journey. You'll become a legend. The gods are bound uh, to hear of your adventure. Just give me that damn thing. <laughs> I knew that last one would get you. Oh, shut up. You owe me a favor for this. Of course. You know what? When you get back, I'll cook for you. I'll indulge you. How about an Almerian dish with mushrooms from Bekos? Mm. I'm sure I can conjure something you haven't tried. Exotic. <laughs> now that sounds like something to come back yes. to. It's a deal then. All right. Wait here a moment. All right. Fear. <laughs> oh. Seraphine? Hmm? Hold on. Ah, Braca. Feu. What do you need? Quickest cracker you have. And an escort. I'm taking it through the water gate to Aureolin and then out to the foot of Mount Skunder. Ah. I need someone to bring the cracker back here when I arrive at the Skunder. You cross the Skunder on foot? Well, unless you manage to breed a cracker that can withstand the cold climate. <laughs> Don't be silly. 
Kreku are made for the plains. Of course, of Completely course. useless in mountainous areas. Anyway, I'll make sure you have two Kreku and an escort ready in the morning. Uh, no, we need to leave today. Today? Fia. There's a big tangle weave up on the mountain that needs to be fixed as quickly as possible. I need to get there as fast as I can. All right, all right. I'll have everything ready for you within the hour. Great, thanks. Come on, Aurel. Right. Where are we going now? My quarters. I'll pack a few more things and spare clothes. Right. Make sure you pack something warm. The schooner is supposed to be quite cold. Mm-hmm. So I've heard. Are you good on imbued threats? Oh. I might be gone for I'm, a while. Uh, all stocked up on yours. It's your counterbalances that I keep running short on. Uh, of course. You need to meet new people, Aurel. <laughs> I know some, but there aren't many people with earth or wind athwars. Of course not. They're not as practical as water or fire. I can think of several situations where a wind athwar would come in handy in the desert. Uh. And I do have a higher consumption of wind enchantments on my inventions. Speaking of which, one more on the windshell. I'm still working on the enchantment. Uh, uh, one of the things on my to-do list is trying to make communication possible both ways. Uh, you know, so we could actually speak to each other at long distance. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so you could ask me to do researches uh, for you when you need it. How long till you figure that out? Uh, still working on it. Not sure if I can manage to get that to work before you're done patching, to be honest. You tend to be rather quick. Well, if I need to cross the entire Skunder on foot to find the right Varen to talk to, I'll probably be gone for around 35 to 40 days. Uh, don't get your hopes up, though. The enchantments appear to be more intricate than I originally thought. <sighs> Fine, just don't get too intrusive when you figure it out and we're good. This is a field test for now, so I expect it might behave unexpectedly on occasion. Uh, don't worry about that. I'll brush out the nicks as we go. Can you do that from the distance? Some things, but not everything. If you notice something odd or have any ideas that would make this thing more useful to you or your work, you can just let me know when the thing is on. Uh, just speak to it as if it was me, all right? Sure. I'll give it a try. Is this thing transmitting right now? Uh, oh. I can sense uh, ripples yeah. on the wind wrap. I, I turned it on before I entered the study. I wanted to make sure that it works properly. Wouldn't want to hand you broken goods, you know? Um, you, you won't be able to activate it yourself, but using your elements as counterbalance, you should be able Redundant, to... Redundant, Aurel. But yeah, why am I telling you this? I got this. Okay, that worked well. That was recorded about 15 fragments ago. First test run went well. Yep, transmission worked flawlessly. Voices and environment seem to have come through clear. No runes seem to have been used in its vicinity yet, nor are there any spirits on campus. So how the wind shall react to those remains to be seen. The date is... Let's see... Theanuka on the 95th day of Bekos, fifth year of the Vare, in the 101st generation. Vocal enchantments were woven by Cassie Rilinicki, Athor Vithyarsson, Carolyn Monterola, Travis Vengroff, Hem Cleveland, Lonnie Manella, and Austin Beach. Music shells provided by Fui Madan. Audio enchantments by Sarah Baczynski. Written and produced by Cassie Rilinicki. Um, note to self, work on two-way communication. If anyone listening to this from the archives has any suggestions on refining the enchantments to make that possible, you can send me messages to aril at runetrilunus.com, or you can send me bird chirps using at runetrilunus. You can also leave a message on that book with a face on it. Those who've been to the archive will know the one. Just look for the page titled Trilunus, and press your thumb the seal to open it. All right, looks like all I can do for now is wait for the next recording to come in. Let's hope the enchantments work at this range. <laughs> Feyhoo, little mortal. <laughs> Did you miss me? You thought that little skirrand banished me, didn't you? <laughs> 
know I'm still here. But don't worry. I'm not here to devour your motion today. I'm here to bring you today's runes of fortune. Your runes for today are the Aether runes Felion, Summer, and the Water rune Hutafain, Tide. In their short forms, Fae means truth, and Hu means to allow. Together they form the word Fehu, allow the truth, which is also a common form of greeting in Zea. Want more runes of fortune? Want a personalized rune fortune based on your name? Support Trilunis, the production team that brings you counterbalance, on Patreon or Coffee. Find links to that and their social media handles in the show notes. Until next time, little mortal. Fehu. <laughs> WBEZ's Nerd App Podcast is a show that helps you kick back and unwind from your hectic week with conversations about everything from how often to wash your towels. There's so much to this. <laughs> to the fascinating history of butts. Yes, I said butts. Dear famous professor, I would like to interview you about butts. I promise I'm a serious person. <laughs> we even have a monthly book club. It's just like a normal book club, except sometimes the author stops by and you don't have to share your snacks. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, and narrator and host of The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin. Whether you're a diehard Austen fan or you have yet to be introduced... I'm here to bring her stories into the 21st century and offer you some new perspectives along with other Jane Austen lovers. I couldn't start this show with anything other than Pride and Prejudice, her most famous novel and a truly timeless love story. Elizabeth Bennet is a young woman who has no interest in letting her mother marry her off to someone she doesn't love... And Mr. Darcy is a proud, rich aristocrat with strong opinions on the sort of woman he may, one day, tolerate enough to marry. Though seemingly at odds due to their, you guessed it, pride and prejudice, their complicated, slow-burn romance is sure to make even the cynics swoon. Be sure to listen and subscribe to The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin, wherever you get your podcasts. WBEZ's Nerd App Podcast is a show that helps you kick back and unwind from your hectic week with conversations about everything from how often to wash your towels. There's so much to this. <laughs> to the fascinating history of butts. Yes, I said butts. Dear famous professor, I would like to interview you about butts. I promise I'm a serious person. <laughs> we even have a monthly book club. It's just like a normal book club, except sometimes the author stops by and you don't have to share your snacks. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Monsters come in all shapes and sizes. They can come from anywhere. The dark corners of your hometown, a past meant to stay buried, and sometimes from within you. If you, like me, are intrigued by all the forms that monsters take, I think you'll enjoy Undertow. Hi, this is Fred Greenhalgh, creator and host of Undertow, a collection of horror podcasts that bring you under the surface and into the weird and the wicked. Each season, we start a new story set in a twisted version of the great state of Maine, uh, where I grew up fed by the headwaters of great horror masters like Stephen King and Rick Hadala. In Undertow, we'll be confronting ghosts from the past, battling werewolves in the present, wrangling with cursed artifacts, and through it all, doing our best not to forget our humanity. Undertow is available wherever you listen to podcasts or at realm.fm. Stay alert out there 
Enjoy your time in the undertow. We haven't been able to send the new... What was that? What was what? That sound. I thought it's, it came from your uh, chest. How? You're right. That might have been this thing. A trinket a friend gave me. A music shell? Not quite. If that's a music shell, then um, the tune was the shortest I've ever heard. Don't mind it. Hmm. All right, then. As I was saying, we haven't really seen any direct effect of the, uh, this, you called it, uh, a tumbleweed? Uh, tangle weave. Ah, yes. Tangle weave. We've got many people seeking refuge here. Most trying to flee from raiding Skur. Skur? Here? There were a few that came here because strange things happened around them, though. Uh, what kind of strange things? Yeah, glitter on shining objects disappearing. Oh. An entire village without sound. Mm-hmm. That kind of strange. Oh. Is this why you're here? Yes, I'm here to fix things like that. Uh, all right. Then we have a couple of those in the longhouse. Speaking of which, anything you can tell me about this tangleweed? Yeah. It's hard to figure out what exactly that is, just based on the accounts of some of the refugees. And the rest of the village is growing nervous. I need to tell them something to put their minds at ease. Of course. Uh, it's, it's basically a hole. A hole? Yes, in the Aetherweb. It is caused by an imbalance in the elemental flows. Ah. The hole lets spirits slip into our world and manifest. But spirits aren't always bad, are they? Oh, no. Our mistress thinks highly of them. No, they're not bad at all. <clears throat> Their purpose is to maintain the balance of the elemental flows. That's never a bad thing. Ah. But you see, they feed on things that are still essential to us. Like what? Like temperatures, sounds, or smells. They eat that? Yeah. Is that why there's this one village without sound? Possibly. Spirits usually feed on things that exist in copious or excessive amounts, you see. If it was a particularly noisy village, the spirit must have headed straight toward it when the tangleweave happened. The aetherweb is usually so well balanced that spirits don't find more nourishment than is necessary to sustain them. So, they will seize any opportunity to manifest and gorge themselves on whatever it is that sustains them. To the point where they might devour more than is good for them. <laughs> I can relate to that. Which could account for the village losing all of its sound. At any rate, when spirits manifest and devour things in larger quantities, that's when they become dangerous to us. How is eating sound or smells dangerous? Well, maybe sound is a bad example. Imagine a cold devouring spirit manifested at the peak of the Skunder and gorged itself on all the cold in the snow. And you see, when spirits devour one thing, they fill the vacancy with its primal opposite. Like the spirit devouring sound. It would fill the vacancy with silence. Ah, yes. And a cold devouring spirit would replace the cold with warmth. The snow near the peak would melt and come down here in large avalanches or floods bringing more refugees That away. would be a disaster. Even more people coming to seek refuge? You already didn't know where to put all those that sought refuge from the school, let alone how to feed them. <laughs> we barely have enough supplies to sustain ourselves as it is. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Hold on, I, I need to speak to this thing for a moment. Talking into a music show? Uh, yes, yes. What, do they pick up spoken word now too? Is that some kind of newly developed shenanigans from yes, the city? Yes, go, go ahead, I'll be right behind you. Hmm. All right, then. Aurel, do you hear me? This is awkward. Um, I'll just pretend that you do. Uh, Listen, the windshield caused me a bit of trouble at the water gates. They thought I was trying to sabotage or or copy the enchantments of the gates. Um, You should look into changing the enchantments to be indetectable to people who can feel or see the weave. 
Anyway, I was able to get here in only a day and a half thanks to the gates and the Kraku, but it, it cost me a fortune. I sent the escort back with papers, hoping the magistrate will cover the cost for me. Not that I need someone to pay my bills for me, but, well, it is a task the magistrate assigned to me. They might as well pay for my travel expenses. Uh, right now I'm in a village called Hwith. Uh, uh, Am I saying that right? Hwith Hwith? Yeah. This village is called Hwith Hwith, right? Yeah. Hwith Hwith? Like Hwith? calm and wind. Ah, right. Mnemonics. Anyway, it's on the northwest facing foot of the Skunder. It's so small that it wasn't even on the map. I found it when I came across a group of refugees. I asked them if they were fleeing because of the tangle leaf and its effects, but turns out they were fleeing because of skur raids, which seem to be more frequently happening further down the mountain. Apparently the skur are trying to extend the reach of their territories, which is good to know. I really don't want to come across any skur if I can avoid it, but if the tangle weave really does stretch out across the entire Skunder, I might not have a choice but to enter their territory at one point or another. <sighs> anyway, the refugees pointed this village out to me if I was looking for other refugees, so I came here. Um, the person you just heard is the head chief. Um, uh, that probably means nothing to you. That's the proxy of the headmistress. He is showing me to the longhouse, where they are currently housing all the other refugees. I plan to talk to some of them to get an overview of the situation and figure out who came here because of the Tangleweave and who fled from the Skur. I hope that there will be at least one person among them that will have clues that will help discern why the Tangleweave happened here. Anyway, I'm, I'm leaving the windshell on for now. I think you didn't really tell me if the windshell required any kind of energy. So I'm just assuming that it will stay on until I turn it off manually. So I will leave it on for now so you can hear any witness accounts I might get. Are you done? Huh? This is where we keep the refugees. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm done. Sure. All right, yes. come. Oh, watch your... Ow! Oh, 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 Figure that oh. out yourself. <laughs> we rarely get people as tall as you around here. Sorry about that. Are door frames always this low in this region? <laughs> Don't know about other villages, but... Here we are small people. Great. What race are you anyway? I don't recognize your features. My Rontar is called Miru. Are they this tall? Um, well, I might be a little taller than my Rontar's average. Uh, ah. Anyway, can we get on with this? Of course. Uh. We have about 32 people down here and uh, another 17 upstairs. Most are from neighboring villages further uphill of my Rontar. And uh, there's also a few other races. Faraksha and Zela, even two Almerians. Almerians. They don't speak our language except mm -hmm. for a few words. Do you speak their um, language? I have an Almerian acquaintance, but I never bothered learning his language enough to communicate with Shame. it. Shame. Well, and there's also a human. A human? Who surprisingly speaks Theanea. Really? A human that speaks Theanea? Was surprised myself when she turned up here. Seems there was a human village on the other side of the Skunder. Mm -hmm. Why she didn't just get off the mountain on her side is beyond me, but, well... Now she's here. You said her village was there? Well, I haven't really had the time to listen to everyone's life story, but that's the impression I mm, Don't think I'll manage more than a couple people tonight anyway. It's getting late. Indeed. Also, I think our headmistress would like mm. to speak to you over dinner as well. A courtesy meeting? That too. But as I say, she worships spirits mm. and enjoys speaking to people that believe in them enough to talk about them. Most people don't. Of course. 
then I'll only talk to one group of people to get a quick overview. I will speak with the rest of them tomorrow. All right, I'll let them know. Do you know which people came here because of the strange occurrences rather than fleeing from Skor? Ah, yes, a group of five, a mistress and her staff. They're all together in that curtained-off room in the corner, behind the blue sheets. Mm. Okay. We tried to color-code the makeshift rooms a bit, you see. She insisted on the blue sheets. You know how mistresses are. All right, I'll speak to her then. Sure. Let me know when you need anything. What does this... What does this class start? I Big is this curtain? Fine. Ah, thank you. Um... Oh, Fail. Mia, quit what you're doing. I want my hair like her. What, you want Nortis phrase now? I'm almost oh. done with your braids. Fine, fine, fine. Another time. Who might you be? Fehu. Um, my name is Raka. I am the delegate... Not the person the head chief said he would send with food, <sighs> obviously. Feel thana. Fala, I'm starving. Go and see if you can find anything remotely close to food um, from the villagers. Uh, we're refugees here, Feel thana. <laughs> Not visiting an inn in you're the, the city. You're the one that dragged uh, me here. If I have to stay in these makeshift accommodations, the least you can do is to make sure that I get treated as if I Just were in my own house. Fine. <clears throat> um, as I was saying, I am the delegated patcher that was called here from Kairun. Kairun? Where's that? That's a big a... city in the east, Fjalfana. Your aunt's son went to study at the university there last year, ah, remember? I remember. Yes. And what exactly is it that patchers do? You seem to have a hard time figuring out those sheets that pass as doors here. I'm... You're not here to patch those, are you? <laughs> Hold your head still, Fjallfana. Fine, fine, Fiata. Where have you left your sense of humour, Dunir? No, I'm here to patch the hole in the aetherweb. A the... hole? In what now? The aetherweb. Are you familiar with what that is? The weave <laughs> that makes magic possible, Fjallfana. Ah, exactly. You know. The thing that oh, that can... thing he keeps raving on about. Ah, yes, yes. So what happens when there's a hole in the weave? Does magic pour No. Uh, spirits can use the hole to manifest and uh, cause some problems to mortals like us. Oh. Which was one of the reasons some people came to this village to take refuge here. Ah. The head chief told me that you might be here because of things like that. Oh, I see. Dunir, where are your manners? Offer our guests a seat. We don't exactly have chairs, uh, but you can sit on that crate no, no, next I, to the bed. I am fine, thank you. The way you speak, I assume you are familiar with the ways of a mistress's household, so you will understand that this is not a request. I do so hate talking up to people. Uh, fine, fine. Hold on. Is that better? So you only look wild. It can be quite civilized. How can we help you? I'm looking for any clues that will help discern the cause for the tangle weave. And maybe any spirit activity you might know of. or. I'm not sure how much we can help you with that. But if it helps you solve the issue quickly, we'll see what we can tell you. Do you mind if I take notes while you speak? No. I like to keep track of sightings in my journals. Sure. Do what you must. So your friend, Barla... Not my friend... My housekeeper. Okay, yeah, okay, housekeeper. Sure, your housekeeper. You said he's the one that made you seek refuge here. What was the reason for this? <laughs> His reasons are petty at best. The reason is sound, Fjallfana, and you, you focus know on my braids. My condition has nothing to do with being especially vulnerable to spirits, oh. as I'm sure this patcher here can confirm. If you give me more information on this condition you speak of, I can try. <laughs> Our mistress was born unable to walk. Oh, she has a broken soul. Ugh. Yes. That ought to be the silliest oh. word anyone could have come up with to describe it. Call it what it is. I'm a cripple with a disability. Fjallfana. That's what you people call 
me. Well. Of course, you could just call me Fiofana. You know, my name. Fiofana. We might not know as much about spirits as someone like you, Patcher, but we have had some Mm. dealings with people that tried to help our mistress before. One of those that tried to help, a spiritualist, Mm -hmm. told us that people with a broken soul are more vulnerable to spirit (laughs) infestations. She even suggested I'd get a... What was it called, Denir? Rune carvings. Oh. Ah, yes, a rune carving. Mm-hmm. Like what you have going on on your face, but on my throat and my chest. Can you believe that? She told us that those would keep the spirits from using her as a gateway. Oh, I, I would never get such a vile-looking disfiguration on my body. Being unable to walk is bad enough. And then there was this other guy. Ugh! Promised he could fix my broken soul fix. by giving me two working legs. Fix a broken soul? I don't know that something like that is even possible. Well... I've heard of people attempting to do that, but (laughs) I haven't heard of any successful attempts yet. Well, I don't know what he intended to do about that, but he had this vile stench about him. He smelled like death himself. Jacotius, perhaps? The god of death? I've heard that he can be quite a benevolent deity despite being the deity of death. Hmm. It might have been worth a try. (laughs) Oh, Fiatar forbid. Whatever he intended to do with my legs, I'd rather have a broken soul than take anything from someone that smelled like that. Well, at any rate, her broken soul was the reason we dragged her out of the affected area. We thought without those rune carvings she'd be very vulnerable. And I'm by no means happy about your rash actions. Did other mistresses from your village seek refuge because of this? (laughs) Of course not. They have more sense than my idiot household. (sighs) None of them saw the spirits as a threat. They are harmless, only interested in things that glitter, which neither my broken soul nor my immobile legs seem to be doing. I see. Are you at this again, Fiofana? Finally, my dinner. What did you get? Soup and fresh flatbread. Don't change the subject. You can hardly blame Dunir and me for being concerned about the welfare of our mistress. Your concerns were unfounded. Don't speak with your mouthful. Pasha, could you please clear up this matter so we can finally Mm. settle this argument? In fact, I think I can. That's Heretlem. What your mistress says is true. Mm. If the spirits were only interested in things that glitter, then she wasn't in any danger. Thank you. Now... You two can start packing up. No, wait. We return to my house first thing tomorrow. I feel fun. Listen, it is, however, absolutely true what they say about broken souls. A soul is a person's connection to the Aetherweb. And when it is broken, it has uh, cracks, fissures. Minor spirits can use these to squeeze through and manifest into our world. This effect is massively amplified when the broken soul is subject to a tangle. Well, Even larger spirits could make use of those cracks in that case. Some might even take up residence in your soul and constantly drain you of whatever it is that nourishes them. So you might understand why they say broken souls are more susceptible to influences from spirits. (laughs) It wasn't an unreasonable conclusion of your household to keep you out of all people safe. From what I could gather so far, the village you came from was situated right in the middle of the Tangleweave. You would have been in constant danger of a spirit infestation if you remained there. Ha! See? We were right about being worried about your safety after all. Fielfana, we're just trying to keep you safe. We only lost your mother less than a year ago. We don't want to lose you so shortly after. It was good of your household to drag you out of the area, even if it was against your will. There are spirits that feed on immobility, and the immobility of people attracts them more than that of inanimate objects like stones. If such a spirit were to turn up near you, you would be a primary target. All right, all right. We will stay here until the weave has been repaired. Good. Now, can I get back to questioning you? Yes, yes. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Um... 
During most tangle weaves, the inhabitants of the area are usually unaware of the tangle weave happening, since most people are not aware of the spirits. You, however, seem to be keenly aware of the situation. How did you know what was happening and what caused you to leave the area? We have a boy with us. A recon, mm -hmm. an offering from this village as a potential new member for my household. Oh, okay. Apparently, he can see or hear spirits, something like that. I don't know. I don't quite understand uh, him. He can't oh. see or hear them, just mm -hmm. sense their presence. Oh. About a week ago, he woke us in the middle of the night and mm -hmm. said something had happened to the weave, oh. and that there were spirits roaming outside the house. He was terrified, mm. even though they didn't do anything to harm us. Do you know if he was awake when the weave tore apart? Told me only that he woke up and had a terrible gut feeling. Didn't know what to make of mm -hmm. it, so he went for a walk. Mm. And that is when he felt spirits nearby. You said they were only interested in things that glitter. How did you narrow it down to that? A sparkling stream runs by our village. Oh. Orican said he sensed a large amount of energy clustering mm. near it. The next morning we noticed the sun no longer sparkled oh. in the water. Wasn't there another thing? Something about that necklace. necklace. Oh yeah, the necklace. Orican's got this golden necklace, an heirloom as I understood. Mm -hmm. He said after his spirits passed close by, it had gone dull. He's been trying to polish it, but the shine wouldn't come I back. I see. Where is Orican now? Can I speak to him? He's the son of this village's headmistress's sister. I sent him to stay with his mother for now. If you want to speak with him, either of these two will have to go and get him uh, for you. No, um, then there's no need for that. I might meet him later. The headmistress invited me for a courtesy meeting. Now, if that was all, you may leave. Okay. I finally want to have my dinner. Of course. Um, enjoy your meal. Thank you. Oh, now, Bala, I hope you made sure to bring me a suit for that raven this time. Of course. You know how much I hate raven. I asked him to specifically set aside a bowl for you. Before adding the uh, uh, um, Anything useful? A bit, but not enough. I'll have to question a few others to gather anything useful, uh, but tomorrow. All right. Um, is there a place I can stay for the night? Maybe a room in the longhouse? Ah, you don't need to stay in the longhouse. It doesn't need to be anything fancy, just... Since the headmistress invited you to dinner, you can stay in the room in her guest quarters. We house a few other refugees there as well, but I'm sure we can arrange for you to have a bed of your own. Unless you find another you want to share it with. Uh, it's too soon to tell. Um, hold on. Um, Aurel, I'm ending this transmission. Great. The first long-distance transmission came through flawlessly. No spirits or runes yet, but this being Raka, I'm sure she'll come across those eventually. All right, the date of recording was, um, hmm. uh, ah, Sunuka on the 96th day of Bekos, fifth year of the Vare in the 101st generation. Vocal enchantments were woven by Cassie Rulinicki, Owen McEwen, Holly Billinghurst, Philip Sacramento, Graham Rowett, and Travis Fengroff. Music shells provided by Foymadan. Audio enchantments by Sarah Baczynski. Written and produced by Cassie Rulinicki. So, what's on my to-do list? Hmm. Make the windshell enchantments invisible to people who can sense the aetherweb in any way, so it can go through the water gates undetected. I'm really not sure how their enchantments work. If anyone listening to this through the archives has any idea or experience, send a message to oral at runetrulinus.com, or send me a bird chirp using the at runetrulinus. You can also write a message to the book with the faces on it. Just flip to the page titled Trulinus and press your thumb on the seal to open it. I'll read those eventually, I promise. 
portal. Oh, you remember that word? Failu. <laughs> Have you been seeking the truth? <laughs> oh, you want to get straight to the rooms of fortune? <laughs> You mortals really don't have any time, do you? Afraid you'll die of old age before you get those runes of fortune, hmm? All right, then. Your runes of fortune for today are the Aether runes Riyan, Time, and Tharal, Sunrise. Now, one would expect them to mean Time of Sunrise or Dawn together, but... <laughs> mortals are lazy and abbreviate a lot. In their short form, Riyan and Tharal form the word Rontar, which means my kin. Not my race, it literally means my kin. The people you feel the closest connection to. Did you know that Dexelka and the Skunder think of Veyr as their kin? They call us their Rontar, instead of their real Rontar. Other Dexelka. <laughs> Mortals are silly like that, aren't they? <laughs> but it makes you quite endearing. <laughs> well, that's it for today. But if you want more runes of fortune, or even have your name translated into Azuri runes, I heard that you can get that if you support Trilunis, the people who create this silly thing on Patreon or Coffee. You can find all links to that or the social media handles in the show notes. What, that's not enough for you? Oh, you want to know what else you can get for that precious metal in your pocket? <laughs> you can also get access to excerpts from our table reads, bloopers, music, small monthly physical merch. What? You want to know about those bloopers? You want to hear a sample? <laughs> Fine. Here's a little sample for you. You think you can grasp me? You think you, think you know Bane of Vale? Calm your tongue. No. <laughs> my tongue shall not be calmed. <laughs> my tongue is to the wind as I am. Unspoiled. Stop touching his Edgars, you! You you pervert! Hentai! <laughs> I can't be like, What? <laughs> Then you make far less sense than usual. <laughs> Can't tell if this is sexual innuendo or not. I'll record it both ways. This isn't a closet. We're doing some experiments. <laughs> oh, no, it's not sexual. Well, I'll just erase that take. Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, and narrator and host of The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin. Whether you're a diehard Austen fan or you have yet to be introduced, I'm here to bring her stories into the 21st century and offer you some new perspectives along with other Jane Austen lovers. I couldn't start this show with anything other than Pride and Prejudice, her most famous novel and a truly timeless love story. Elizabeth Bennet is a young woman who has no interest in letting her mother marry her off to someone she doesn't love. And Mr Darcy is a proud, rich aristocrat with strong opinions on the sort of woman he may, one day, tolerate enough to marry. Though seemingly at odds due to their, you guessed it, Pride and Prejudice, their complicated, slow-burn romance is sure to make even the cynics swoon. Be sure to listen and subscribe to The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin, wherever you get your podcasts.
WBEZ's Nerd App Podcast is a show that helps you kick back and unwind from your hectic week with conversations about everything from how often to wash your towels. There's so much to this. <laughs> to the fascinating history of butts. Yes, I said butts. Dear famous professor, I would like to interview you about butts. I promise I'm a serious person. <laughs> we even have a monthly book club. It's just like a normal book club, except sometimes the author stops by and you don't have to share your snacks. Listen to Nerd App wherever you get your podcasts. Her eyes rose, and she met my gaze with a cold, petrified stare. I met myself there, she said. Asaphil. Horror fiction. Hear more wherever you get podcasts. I love what you do with your hair. You look wild. Oh, your jewelry makes nice sounds. Is that a music uh, show? It's just a silly magic project a friend from university imposed on me. <laughs> no music, I'm afraid. Oh, hearing some music again would have been nice. It's been a while since we had musicians visit us. And the Didi's our staff sing are bland, to say the very least. <laughs> Even out the spicy food they cook. <laughs> True that. My throat is still burning. <laughs> Drink more wine. For what it's worth. <laughs> Why did it make that noise? The shell? Mm-hmm. Uh, it does that when it activates. Oh. Now it is connected to another one like it in the University of K. Uh. One of my colleagues is probably listening to us right now. Oh, is that possible? I I really don't know. He, he told me it is, but creating magic technology is entirely his field of study, not mine. What's it um, good for? It can sense nearby spirits and will warn me with that sound. Oh. Then transfers any sound around me to my colleague. For analytic purposes, I believe. Does that mean there are spirits um, nearby? Should we tell no, my mother to be on guard? No, there's no threat. I, I can send spirits myself. I don't really need this toy for that. <laughs> there's nothing within a 70-tail radius around us. <laughs> Your tail or my tail? A Faraksha standard tail, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> To be honest, I, I don't really know what reach this thing has, Aww. or if it really does what he told me it does. <laughs> it's much more likely Aurel just needed an excuse to listen in on me and Aww. turned it on manually. <laughs> Couldn't prove it, though. So his name is Ariel. Hmm? Hello, Ariel. Uh, Did you want to listen in uh, on me and Rock enjoying ourselves? Don't encourage Should him. I describe to you what we're doing right now? <laughs> just ignore it. Aww. But I heard it's so hard in cities to find someone to have fun with. Maybe he needs something to <laughs> cheer him up. <laughs> he sure does. Then indulge him a little. You consider him a friend, he, don't you? I, I don't find him interesting enough, and he oh, knows that. Oh, what a shame for him. <laughs> hmm. What Rontar is he? He's not a Rontar. He's not from here. He's a Desarius from Elmir. Ah. You probably haven't heard of them. They they don't usually come this far south. Is he good looking? <laughs> I don't know what you consider to be good looking. <laughs> you are good looking. <laughs> well, then I can ensure you he looks nothing like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Hmm. I ran out of wine. What? Your housekeeper only just brought us a full decanter. Yeah, but it's so far away. Uh, I'll fill it up for you. Give me a cup. <laughs> Thank you. You know, pour yourself another cup as well. No, I think I've had enough for tonight. 
the night's still young, love. The moon is shining bright and the weather is pleasant. We could still go out on a hunt. I don't do night hunts anymore, ah, sorry. A shame. Here. Thank you. I was hoping that would help loosen you up a little. You think I'm uptight? You are. Why would you pass up a nice, warm cup otherwise? I have a lot of work to do tomorrow. I can't afford a hangover. You've only had two cups and you're hardly tipsy. You're a Miro, right? Mm -hmm. I heard you're a Rontark and stomach a lot of wine. Uh, all right. One more for me then. <laughs> oh, good girl. <laughs> Better to drink it while it's still warm. Warm? This stuff is steaming. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'm too used to the university rules. No intoxicants past the 11th bell or the 26th hour. University life seems to be ingrained in you. You even brought your work to bed. My work? What do you mean? This thing. You're right. <sighs> When I'm at a university, the amount of work I have to do can become quite suffocating, you know? Oh. Sometimes I wish I could just drop it all. Do freelance work, you know? Hmm? Outside of university? Mm -hmm. I mean, I still enjoy fixing tangle weaves. That's, that's not the issue. Doing it as a delegated patcher are the only times when I really get to have some freedom, some oh. space from university yes. life, you know? Mm -hmm. I'd still like to continue doing that making rune charms for villagers hmm? and make sure the aetherweb's kept in balance. That sort of thing, you know. Then why don't you? Uh, because I, I crave the knowledge the university has to offer. I dread missing out on news about the aetherweb or stepping into a situation that has not yet been studied or documented. Ugh. The weave changes all the time. The gods continuously add new methods to weave it in different ways, you know. Hmm? Sometimes long-forgotten weaving methods are rediscovered and are incorporated into modern weaving techniques or are refined and gain popularity. Uh, I wouldn't want to wander around there just to suddenly find my knowledge dated. You should help. Oriel developed this shell then, hmm. with long-distance communication. You could be kept up to date on anything, mm. couldn't you? You're on to something there. Oh. I, I haven't really considered that. If you and your friend mm. get that shell to work as a communicator, you could come and visit me here sometimes. <laughs> I would like that. We do have need mm. for a shaman or a spiritualist in this area. I quite... I quite like you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Were you ever part of a household? Yes. Mm. You could join mine once I inherited. <laughs> I was main heir to my mother's household, but I never had an interest in becoming a mistress, so I left. Brave. I'm also the main heir, but I couldn't stand to leave the household and the entire village hanging. So. Trust me, one leader is as good as the next. They'll find someone to replace you with. Faded in my mother's household. Maybe so. That's just passing the responsibility on to the next person. You know, hmm? I'd love to receive a higher education like you. Attending a school or even a university hmm. has always been my dream. Hmm. Staying here, reading is all I can do. Hmm. I've been through the entire village library thrice already. Thrice. Mm -hmm. I envy you for taking that step. Mm. 
I'm certainly not looking forward to spending the rest of my mm, life yes. commandeering a handful of staff members around. Mm, I understand that. Mm? I didn't. I didn't look forward to that either. I didn't really get along with my mother's staff. I mean, the men in my mother's staff were diligent and well-behaved, but mm. we had absolutely nothing in common. Mm. When I wanted to talk natural sciences, all they could talk about was their work in the fields and their crafts. Ugh. And most of our mates didn't care for education at all. Yes, I hear you. (laughs) Let's not talk about that anymore. I'll have the rest of my life to deal with them. Say, Hmm? what are your plans beyond university? What do you mean? I mean, you've achieved being able to study as much as you want, free of the responsibilities of a household. Any plans beyond that? Well, I do have plans beyond that, but... What is it? Uh, You might consider it silly. Hey, I just admitted that I'd love to become like you. (laughs) If your desires for the future are silly, wouldn't that make mine silly as well? No, of course not. So, what is it? I... I want to make a name for myself. Become the greatest patcher in Xeon history. I want to be recognized by the 14 themselves. By the gods? But why do you need their recognition if you can have the adoration of people like me? Because anyone affected by tangle weaves, even those that aren't aware of it, are dependent on a patcher's work. Uh, They need our services because it is something none of them could do themselves. They don't adore or respect us because we do good work. Not that... Not that any commoner would know the difference between our whole patched well or badly anyway. Hmm? They adore us only because we do necessary work. Work that they couldn't do themselves. Yet we adore you all the same. Of course, but... See, the gods have the tendency to acknowledge those that do things that benefit other mortals. Mm. Like inventing the wheel, or using agriculture to our benefit, or learning to speak. Mm -hmm. All those are efforts that have been acknowledged by the gods already. They knew those things already, of course, but it would never have occurred to them to teach them to mortals. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe it amuses them when mortals manage to master a subject and use it in a way that benefits them. Uh, the mortals, I mean. Hmm? Uh, Tango weaves are no different. And whether the subject is a mundane matter or a matter of magic makes no difference. When people who can use the Aetherweb cast too much magic without proper balancing, tangle weaves are the result. Uh, but understanding what the cause for the tangle weaves is has only really been grasped within the last two generations or so. And the knowledge to fix tangle weaves has only been studied in the last generation. The gods have made it so that excessive use of the web would make it rip. But they never bother teaching us how to fix it. We can't survive in a world with a broken aether web. And the gods knew mortals would learn how to fix it eventually. Uh, Our patching methods aren't perfect yet, but patching requires those who fix it to give up a lot of themselves. I'm sure the gods are aware of this and will acknowledge those who commit the most of themselves to the cause of fixing the tangle weave. So you think they see patching holes as an act of charity? Um, to some degree, maybe. Patchers do things that benefit all people affected by tangle weaves. Earning the recognition of gods is just a matter of how well we do it. What makes you think that the gods even care if you mend the holes at Mm. all? For all we know, they might just be using the weave to study the behavior of people. Maybe the gods just tore a hole in the weave to see what mortals do with it. (laughs) I highly doubt that. 
Do you happen to have the Yontrias Oyas in your village uh, library? The Book of Teachings? Of course. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Then you might have heard of the story of Eve, who became the most adept rune mender in history. Wasn't she a pioneer in the field of rune mastery? Yes, that's her. She was, uh, she was the first to document the names of the runes and their effects, right? She started off researching the breaking and mending of runes, but she discovered a whole lot more about them than was known about them in her time. Her knowledge was the basis for patching, and many of her methods are still in use today. Mm. Bottom line is, Evie was recognized by the gods because of her discoveries and was made an immortal deity. So is that what you want then? Huh? You want to become a deity? Exactly. You want to become an immortal? Uh, no, not necessarily. That's just a nice side effect, really. What I want is to learn the knowledge of spirits and Veyron. Uh, they are wise beyond our understanding, but they don't share their knowledge with mortals. Who said spirits would share their knowledge with deities? One of them told me. They told you? Yes. You see, these markings on my face, they're not just decorative. They help me better do my job as a patcher. Is that what they are for? <laughs> I've been wondering that. They, they allow me to hear and speak to spirits. I know someone that has very close ties to a Veyron. They told me that I just need to make enough noise for the gods to notice me. And for the many tangle weaves I fixed in my life, I think I very much deserve to be recognized by them. Speaking of noise, that hmm? wind outside is pretty loud. Wind? That's unnatural. How's a little wind unnatural? It's not a little wind. It's quite stormy. It doesn't sound so strong to me. Oh, trust me. That's just because the shutters are very sturdy. This house is closest to the cliff face. So it's the most sheltered mm. house here. Mm -hmm. The shutter shouldn't rattle this much if a storm was howling outside. Um, can I open this? If you can figure it out, but... No, I don't think I can do it. It needs some force. Here, let me... You push this thing uh, up a little, mm. and with a little force... Oh! Oh, oh Fjarta! Fjarta, it's cold! Snow? How is it snowing? We're not even halfway through autumn. Is snowfall unusual for this region? For this time of year it oh. is. Let me see. Hmm. Could the wind have blown it down from the mountain? Oh, no. Hmm. Not in mid-autumn. Mm. Not in this region. Yeah, yeah. We're facing north. Ah. We still get the warm winds from the Luri mm. region here. Mm. I'm closing this again before we have to mm. dump out the snow and shovels. Mm -hmm. <sighs> uh, do, do you need help with that? No, I'm fine. Okay. <sighs> uh, well done. Hmm? You've got some snow in your hair. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. We've never had this much snow and wind this time of year. Um, I wonder what caused this. Could it be related to your work? Um, possibly, but I can't hear any spirits nearby. Isn't your shell still... Oh, yes, I almost forgot about that. If I turn it off, there's, there should be a chance it will turn back on if there's a spirit nearby mm -hmm. after all. Then you'll know if it has a wider radius than your uh, ears. Indeed, and there's definitely something going on out there. Worth a try. Ah, finally! The first activation through the presence of a spirit. Though, hmm, I wonder what activated it the first time. Well, there's no way to figure that out now, but, hmm, note to self, research enchantments for output protocols. I'm sure I've seen that one used for rigged scribers before. 
The ones used to spy on. <sighs> well, it's disappointing that Rocka still thinks of me that way. Unfortunate that the windchill activated in that private moment, of course, but... Hmm. I suppose I could try adding... Try to find enchantment that allows to switch between all disturbance activation and spirit presence only activation mode for privacy. Hmm. Not sure if this can be done, but better to keep it on the list for now, even if it's just to satisfy magistrate protocol. Hmm? Oh! Hmm. Anyway, data recording was the same as the last one. Vocal enchantments were woven by Kessie Rulinicki, Tanya Milojevich, and Travis Vengroff. Music shells provided by Fui Madan, audio enchantments by Sarah Bachinsky, written and produced by Kessie Rulinicki. Anyway, next transmission is already being enchanted into the receptor, so on to the next one. Can I keep it? Feihu, little mortal. Have you enjoyed your runes of fortune from last time and sought your rontar? What? Oh, you think I'm the cause for this little wind toy activating? <laughs> Don't be silly. Anyway, I'm sure you're waiting for your runes of fortune, aren't you? <laughs> well, I will give you runes of fortune, but possibly not yours personally. Today's runes of fortune are those of our very own sound weaver, Sarah Buczynski. Your runes of fortune are the wind rune, Senahe, rising, and the aether rune, Rian, time. You might recall Rian is also the rune used to write the word Romtar. However, in this case, the short form of these runes are Se and Dra, and form the meaning to ascend. Your time to rise has come, Sarah. <laughs> oh, and I have another rune of fortune. This one is for our first Patreon supporter, Chris Patty. AKA Feo. Thank you very much for your support. We really appreciate it. Your rune of fortune is the Earth rune Veolar, the rune of regeneration. Whether that is what you need right now or not, it is, as the word implies, the rune of recovery and healing. Take care of yourself, Chris Patty. <laughs> if you want more runes of fortune, or have your name translated into Azuri runes like Sarah and Chris, you can get those things as perks if you support us, Trilunis on Patreon or Coffee. You can find all links to that and our social media handles in the show notes. Until next time, little mortal. Feihu! <laughs> if you hunger for originality and variety in your horror, our menu of frights at Nightmare Magazine is exactly what you've been hunting for. We have zombies and vampires, but they're just the hors d'oeuvres. We've got ghosts and goblins, but they're just side dishes. What we present is a full banquet of dark, decadent fiction, sure to tantalize and sate your every dark craving. Come to Nightmare Magazine and taste award-winning horror like you've never been served before. That's Nightmare Magazine, haunting every place you find podcasts. And that's this week's show. Please check for show notes for counterbalance at sonicsociety.org. Send us an email at sonicsociety at gmail.com or contact us through the Facebook groups or Twitter slash X. Be back with me next week as I try to apply what I've learned from Jack's journal to return our co-host and my friend to the series. Yes, they are the same person. Fingers crossed. There's a large list of components and materials I'll need to get together. But until then, I'm David Alt. Stay safe, everyone.
This has been a Sonic Cinema production.